WCHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Is there a reliable blueprint for hunting UFOs? Are there agreed-upon standards for collecting and evaluating evidence? How does one become a UFO hunter? Well, hello there, and welcome to the 394th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those practical questions which we have yet to ask came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So in his new book, UFO Hunter's Guide... Sightings, abductions, hotspots, conspiracies, cover-ups, the identified and unidentified, and more. Tonight's guest has broken down the whole UFO field into the sum of its parts. Well, before we introduce our guest, I wanted to say a word about uh, Hurricane Sandy, which, of course, as everyone knows, has devastated parts of the East Coast. Uh, Certainly our hearts and prayers go out to everyone. Uh, Here in Rhode Island, we uh, ourselves happen to be in, in a... I guess a lucky position. We didn't even lose power, but uh, a lot of people around us did in our, uh, down on our coast and the Massachusetts coast. It's pretty bad. So <clears throat> let me point out that on our website, well, on our websites, there are links to the Red Cross for donations and also uh, redcross.org. Check it out for donations of clothes, blood, and everything else that may be needed. So please uh, take a moment and do that and um, see if we can help these folks who would certainly do the same for us. Okay, well, Brett Luder, our guest this evening, might be called a professional explorer of human consciousness. Brett's bio says, quote, he believes that from global politics to personal health and from television to spirituality, human consciousness is the key, golden thread or linchpin unlocking all mysteries, unquote. We tend to agree. A published author since 1996, Brett holds a degree in journalism, has written over 700 articles and interviews and produced two DVDs. Also a musician, Brett is the author of the book Song in Your Heart, A Story for the Search for the Lost Note, published before he wrote A UFO Hunter's Guide. His website, www.brettluder, that's L-U-E-D-E-R.com. Brett Luder, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here, guys. Thanks. Oh, well, you're most welcome. So, Brett, you're here because uh, we think your book is great for lack of better words. Well, thank uh, you. But, oh, well, you're welcome. Uh, but your bio says absolutely nothing about you as a UFO expert. So how and why did you write a UFO hunter's guide? Well, <clears throat> you know, the path to ufology uh, uh, is uh, not set in stone, that's for sure. Um, you could talk to any number of ufologists, and, and they'll have their own particular story of how they wound their way in, into this field, um, into the miasma um, and uh, I was just a journalist. I was uh, studying music, uh, writing about music for local papers in uh, Northern California. I got my degree in journalism from Chico State uh, University, which is about an hour and a half north of Sacramento in the Central California Valley. And uh, what really got me into the thing was talking to roots reggae artists and how they would describe alternative uh, Okay, we seem to have... Uh Bit of a difficulty here. Uh, huh. Okay. Well, we're going to see if we can't. Uh, uh, well, actually, can we? Uh, anyway, we can take a break right now. Uh, we'll see if we can't get the guest back. 
Thursday is a power-packed day here on the sky. Join us at noon for the I'm Thankful Network. At 1 p.m., it's the Dr. Pat Show. At 4 p.m., Colette Baron-Reed takes the stage for the Colette Baron-Reed Show. The Colette Baron-Reed Show, where intuition, practical spirituality, great advice, a little woo-woo fun, and fabulosity meet. Colette Baron-Reed is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author who helps others recognize and connect with their own intuition, potential, and purpose. Powerful motivational speaker, charismatic broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist, Colette uses her extraordinary spiritual gifts to empower her clients to live a life that is awake and authentic, and to create a reality that is spiritual, deliberate, and meaningful. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. NewSkyRadio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Okay, and we are back, and we had an unscheduled break. Uh, So I'm going to ask Brett to continue with the thought uh, he left us with uh, before we we started breaking up. Okay. Okay, yeah. So I... uh, I was just saying the book your church doesn't want you to read is where I first heard of Jordan Maxwell. Um, and, of course, that led to uh, uh, other other scholars like David Icke, Jim Mars, uh, Michael Tessarian, William Henry. I started reading more and more of the stuff, and it started to pair what these Roots Reggae guys were telling me about uh, the world as they see it from their perspective, from their third world perspective, from the perspective of an oppressed culture. Literally, oh. they were the slaves. And um, they, I determined that they were saying the same things, but from cultural, two completely different cultural vantage points. Anyway, to make a long story short, that went to that led to the publication of my first book, "Song in Your Heart: The Story of the Search for the Lost Note." In that book, I do delve with the UFO issue. I touch upon it as well as many other subjects. I do a bit of uh, a new cross-referencing work with Bruce Cathy's Leyline uh, computer uh, mapping program that he created with Seattle computer programmer Rod Malpin. I've combined that with the Google Earth technology and then cross-referenced works of Jordan Maxwell, uh, Stuart Swordlow, and Len Horowitz with Bruce Cathy's grid, kind of just to see what was going on. So that was kind of my real foray into writing about UFOs. And then um, periodically, I released that book in 2008, um, but periodically before, I think it was about 2005, I actually started writing for UFO Magazine. So from a journalistic oh, magazine, yeah, yeah, that's right, and Nancy, yes. Uh oh, it just seems like the internet connection is bad. That's that's, yeah. that's that's just what I'm saying because Skype can be very unreliable sometimes. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to see if he comes back. Yeah, the, it, it automatically tries to call him yeah. back, so it will be one big break. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I, and well the... I was I did have a few questions. Yeah. Up. Well, well, mostly I, because about how how did this have to what did this have to do with music and things like that? Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you know, the, the, well, you you know more about music than I do because you're a musician. But uh, I wouldn't call myself. Well, a I musician. used to be a musician. I guess I dabble. 
But I studied uh, Baroque organ for nine years. That wouldn't have anything to do with reggae, I don't think. Although the mathematics is probably similar. Well, reggae is a very interesting music style in and of itself. Yes. It's very... Brad, are you back? I'm back. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on. Okay. I don't know. It's probably just the internet connection. You were kind of fading in and out at points. But uh, anyway, continue with what you were saying. Okay. So anyway, to, to make a long story short, I've... You know, you could make the case that I've been a ufologist for close to 10 years just because I've been writing about the subject from not the standard necessarily angle where you're studying a case and then writing about the case. I, I've uh, kind of liked and enjoyed uh, exploring more of the occult side of UFOs and how magic plays into that or ritual and and um, sure. how, how UFOs um, interact with consciousness. And, so, and then this whole ley line thing and how ley lines interact with consciousness and how magical rituals are done on ley lines to enhance the energy of the rituals. And, of course, Bruce Cathy's theory that UFOs follow these ley lines. Yeah. Well, we lose them again, did we? Uh, we'll find out in a second when Skype says, we're trying to get him back. Uh, well, in any case, uh, I relate to what he says because, remember, we, we often uh, draw the... the uh, uh, oh, no, yep, uh, Okay, well... <laughs> We often draw the. Uh, well, look. Well, um, if you see right here, you have a little, yeah. little thing that says how awful the connection. Well, is. anyway, we don't have to get into details on yeah. that over here. But in any case, we'll try to call him on the phone during. The is day. that me? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, I am we, here. We were just saying that we. Um, where, what was my thought? I'm getting old. Oh yeah, we've often drawn parallels in our own research between the shamanic experience and things people report about UFO abductions. And par and uh, poltergeist activity sure. with UFO yeah. abductions. So I see that that's kind of what you, you you're kind of getting at in a way. Yeah. As well. Yeah. That headset so, so, also. So proceed. We'll just go uh, we'll go to the next break, and then I think we're going to use your telephone. Okay. I can switch back. It'll take me a couple minutes. Okay. Well, well, not just yet. We'll do it during the next break. But okay. Uh, continue with your thought. If well, you you start getting into a, a really good book that I like and recommend. It's called Alien Energy. I think it's um, uh, uh, Colin. No, Andrew Collins. I, I think that's the name. Alien energy is for sure the, the topic, but it explores the consciousness interaction with um, not just UFOs, but say balls of lightning, um, uh, plasma discharges, um, and then of course those are associated with Earth movements and tectonics. All this is all kind of related consciously, which I don't think we fully understand. And that really, to the area to me is where I'm most interested in, in ufology in my own personal area, uh, interest. Um, but so anyway, to move forward, why I wrote the book, I had been going to the Bay Area UFO Expo uh, run by Victoria Jack for 12 years. I'd missed uh, only the first one. And over time, I got to meet virtually every noted ufologist. And then I wound up interviewing them and get art, getting articles published in UFO Magazine. And so... An opportunity just arose where um, Wiser Books came to Victoria Jack and asked her if she knew anyone that could write a book that they wanted to write, they wanted to have written. Mm -hmm. And um, God bless John Rhodes, the reptoids, repto reptilian hunter, the reptoids hunter, crypto hunter, that's what he is, uh -huh. for turning it down, and also Ruben Uriarte for turning it down uh, because it fell into my lap. And, of course, I'd been gobbling up UFO books and conspiracy books for quite a long time, and, and I was really ripe to do this book. So even though I'm only working on one UFO case officially, um, I do have a fairly extensive background of, of uh, secondary research, 
and uh, interviews of all the top researchers. So that's a that's provided me with a wealth of information and background for sure. All right. So you were mentioning how you wrote a book on uh, music and finding the lost note and things like that. I've heard I've heard legends of the so-called lost note, if you will. So what does that have to do with your UFO research? Well, consciousness is the is the key. Uh, if if as I propose, and I'm, I'm not the only one to propose that we really, as humans, as a species, and as individuals, we really don't know who we are, and we really don't know what our true power is. And so I think if, uh, if you adhere to the theory that the earth is one big school, I think that we come here under certain restricted conditions in order to, to unravel that like a mystery in order to grow our own souls, you know, then, then we pass and go back to God and enrich that and then come back reincarnation and do it again, learn other lessons. We supposedly move along. Until we can ascend, you know, just to make a long story short. Okay, I'm afraid uh, we'll have to make this short too because okay. we've got another. We've got a real break coming up, but in any case, uh, okay. we'll be, we'll be uh, right back uh, behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. You guys New want to Sky get on? Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, and Psychic Radio, PsychicOnAir.com, powered by CBS Radio, AOL, and Yahoo, is unlike any talk radio station, with a mission to improve the world one listener at a time. This is where you can be the star of your own show. Our listeners are truly unique, truly interactive, and passionate about their world. The Sky and Psychic Radio listeners genuinely care about the environment, social justice, their personal health, and raising people up to live their best life every day. Our motto is New Horizons, No Boundaries. New Age Views, Life Coaching, Psychic Analysis, Alternative Medicine, and Cutting Edge Mind, Body, and Spirit shows can all be found on the Sky and Psychic Radio. Perhaps you have what it takes to join our broadcast family, an open mind, a great idea, and a passion for enriching lives. Check out all the exciting details by clicking the microphone on our homepage at NewSkyRadio.com or give Lisa Rodman a call at 248-546-9600 to learn just how affordable it can be to host a show. time of year Somewhere far away from here I feel fine enough I guess Considering everything's a mess There's a restaurant down the street Where hungry people like to eat I could walk, but I'll just drive. It's colder than it looks outside. It's like a dream you try to remember, but it's gone. Then you're trying to scream, but it only comes out as young. When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door. Take your time to wait, I'm gonna make you smile. When you realize that a guy by side might take a while. Just to try to figure out what all this is for. It's the perfect time of day To throw all your cares away Put the sprinkler on the lawn And run through with my gym shorts on 
Take a drink right from the hose And change into some drier clothes Climb the stairs up to my room Sleep away the afternoon Like the dream, trying to remember but it's gone Then you try to see but everything comes out as the arm When you try to see smoking on your front door Take your time to way out on your you smile When you realize again my side might take a while Just to try to figure out what all this is for Try to figure out what all this is for Try to see what will be on your front door Try to figure out what all this is for Your spirit. Listen to Spirit Guide Radio, where leading spiritual experts serve as guides to nourish your soul. Every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, The Zodiac Girls with Solaris, Laura, and Kira. Ask Dr. Doug with Dr. Doug Lear. PSI 911 with Katie, Rhonda, and Christy. Life by Number with Celeste. And Your Reiki Journey with Heidi Harrison. Spiritually Speaking Radio for the Soul. CBS Radio's The Sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno with a very fascinating guest who we ha- has been dropping out on us every so often, but we've got him back on a solid landline. So we were just discussing how music coincides with UFO occurrences and all sorts of other things like that that just sort of coincide with the whole human condition, if you will. So, Brett, please continue. Okay. Well, um, that was quite a summation there. Um, I try. I try. Consciousness is affected on multiple levels, on all levels, and music affects consciousness just like uh, a UFO can affect somebody's consciousness. Um, uh, Bruce Cathy, I think, through his unique work with light harmonic math, has demonstrated that, that UFOs will operate along a certain uh, vector, or as he's demonstrated, an earth grid, um, based on the harmonics of light and gravity and how they interact. And so when you're talking harmonics, you're basically talking music. Um, whether it's light or sound, um, physicists argue, you know, did sound come first? Is the whole universe made of sound? Or is it made of light? Or is light just a kind of sound? Whatever, we're getting into some, you know, heady, heady areas here philosophically. That's what we do, Vic. Right, okay, great. So oh, yeah. the point is that UFOs, they, they tap into this... This kind of headiness, where, 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 like a good uh, song can take you to another place. Witnessing a UFO can also alter your perception of your reality. And uh, um, to to tie those two together, I don't think it's been been done very very uh, often. 
but Bruce Cathy has kind of laid the foundation for that, showing that all of the universe really is is based on frequencies, um, whether you, whether it's light or sound. Uh, he argues that it's light, um, and that uh, the UFOs operate on these principles just like our consciousness operates on these principles. So what I found really is that that for myself that the study of the UFOs is really showing me about myself, and and then this is where I, I adhere somewhat to a, a theory like uh, of Jacques Vallée that says that the UFOs are some type of an evolutionary control system that that maybe they're a projection of our own minds as a tool to help us grow and expand our consciousnesses. Um, so as I as I wind down my particular path um, getting to ufology. I've really found that the more I have focused my study and become passionate about it, the more I've been really kind of led down a path. You could call it synchronicity. Books would show up at the right time. Um, this case that I'm studying involving UFOs and Bigfoot just dropped into my lap, basically. All the pieces just kind of fell right in. You know, I don't have a big budget, and yet I've been able to do a wealth of research on very little uh, money and and it's wow it's just opened up my this whole dealing with the Sasquatch and the UFOs and who are the Sasquatch and what are they doing here and why does everyone get all scared when they see one and I mean just this whole it's really teaching me about myself and wow. in the end that's the that's the crux that's why we're all here is in these spirits in these flesh bodies is to learn about ourselves and um you know, I, I just have to testify, really, that that's what's happening as I follow my path. Um, so consciousness is the linchpin between music and, and UFOs. And, and really, as we learn more about ourselves, I think we're going to see that music and UFOs are maybe a lot more closely related than we even do now. So the, I, I just want you you mentioned something about um... – how if you hear a good song, it takes you to a certain place, and it's sort of like how people experience like UFOs. So, say um, you're listening to a classical piece of music, and it brings you somewhere really nice. Or if you li- li- say you listen to like um, uh, like Marilyn Manson or something, and that just makes you like not think of something good. Would that using that as an example would perception vary for the experiencer if they consider? the UFO to be a good song, for example, or a bad song? Well, okay, I think I get your point. Um, I personally am a fan of some kind of metal music because I find... I, I am too, I like it. But that it saying. empowers me, not all of it. I'm not a particular fan of Marilyn Manson, but love Pantera, um, love Corrosion Conformity, Clutch is one of my favorite bands. Um, they, these bands are positive. They're not, they're not singing about the devil or Satan, but they're using heavy tones... To, to expand consciousness, and then they're hitting you with the lyrics. This is what the reggae guys are doing. They're using certain specific rhythms in their concerts specifically to alter the, the consciousness of the listener, and then when they're in their open state, they're hitting them with alternative history and alternative politics and more of what's known on the streets, say, in Kingston and Trenchtown as opposed to the, up in the hill with the elites, what's more known as the truth. And um, that you're not going to get in the newspapers, that kind of thing. Heavy metal is a lot like that. So, so it does absolutely depend on your perception. Um, I, I have a few friends that are um, uh, self-proclaimed abductees, 
and I say self-proclaimed not because I'm trying to distance myself from them, but just because this is an experience that happens with them, and it doesn't really happen with anybody else. So it's not really meant for other people. So it's almost a faux pas to even try to scientifically study it. It's um, I'm starting to think that, you know, because, I mean, if you study abductions at all, if you get into the psychological angle, they can break down anything to just be in someone's mind. Well, okay, but does that invalidate something? What if most of reality happens in our minds and we just don't know it? And, there, and there's a lot of evidence to show that many other dimensions are accessed from within than they are externally. And so, you know, in a thing like abductions, uh, one person will describe it negatively, you know, maybe with reptilians or uh, insectoids or even humanoids in doctor coats that are poking and prodding in uncomfortable areas. And other I've talked to some really young people, and they're just, they love it. They can't wait to get taken. Um, and I don't know if they're getting taken, but something's happening to them. And I'm, and I'm you know, as an investigator, I'm not going to just call them a liar because it doesn't fit into what my scope of the world might be. And so this is a, a real conundrum, this whole abduction phenomena, because although you can break it down completely to make it look uh, uh, worthless in terms of a credible experience if you look at it from a scientific standpoint or psychologically um, from a pure testimonial standpoint boy you can sure gain a lot of information from these people that, that they bring back and say the things that they've learned or that the, the beings have told them or whoever or whatever it is that told them um, because uh, let's face it, it we don't know where they're going and our military is pretty sophisticated and they're into studying the UFO phenomena, and they're very secretive about it. So lots of this stuff could be military plants, mind control, that kind of stuff, and you got to be really wary of that. Um, and it's, unfo it's an unfortunate situation. And, and you know, that's why I, I try to teach when I teach is to be experiential about your UFO hunting. Hmm. And don't wait for the government to, to give you any info. And when you're interviewing um, spokespersons, I say that quote-unquote spokespersons, Take that stuff with a grain of salt and cross-reference it as much as you can, because more than likely they're just a puppet put up there to, to toe the line. Yeah, sometimes uh, we take it with a pillar of salt. Uh, I'm wondering, have you bounced this off any of the experts you, uh, I, I assume, interviewed for the book? Like Stan, I'm thinking of Stan Friedman because Stan, mm -hmm. Stan's a good friend of ours, and he's, but he's very, he's from more my time, and he's more very mechanical. UFOs are. Yes our uh, nuts and bolts craft and all this kind of stuff and have you i mean this you you really uh, deepen the subject which is just like what we what we like to do on this show have you bounced any of these uh, these ideas off stan or bill burns or peter robbins or any of these guys um not specifically stan or bill um but uh nuts and bolts was the first phrase that came to mind when you mentioned stan Friedman. he's done some incredible work Oh, no, yeah, not to denigrate, you know, our good friend. Right, right, no, not at yeah. all. Um, but I, I have not bounced that off of him, but I'll bet you five bucks that's the stuff he really likes to think about because who really wants to spend their life in a library looking at paperwork? That's why I, I respect him so much. Yeah. Because now that he's done that, I don't have to. Right. So I'm very grateful for him for that. I think you're um, right. I think you're right. Um, so... The, the people that I have talked with, I have talked with Ruben Uriarte about this subject. He, okay. um, I consulted him for an article for UFO Magazine where I crossed the, the theories of Jordan Maxwell about how the Druids founded Hollywood 
specifically where it is because it's a powerful ley line. I crossed that theory with Bruce Cathy's ley line mapping. And then that article got into uh, magic a bit and uh, consulted Ruben about that. And, and he's just, you know, in a nutshell, he just says that that's a subject that is little explored. And um, because, because you can't really prove anything. And, you know, what does that say about our reality? Here's really the most interesting aspect, I think, of the whole subject, of all the interesting parts that there are. And you can't really prove anything, or at least you'd have to go to, let's say, a book like Alien Energy, and yeah. you're, you're doing experimental rituals. And so how do you quantify that? That's a Exactly. I hate to interrupt you, Brett, but we have another break coming up. But okay. uh, I'm, I must say this is not what I expected from our guest, and I'm really enjoying this. So we'll be right back. It's Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio at NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. Doesn't mean much.
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. And we're back with Brett Luder. And Brett is the author of the new book, A UFO Hunter's Guide. Extremely good conversation going on here. Brett, I had a bit of a philosophical question here since, since we tend to get into that in the show. You're... I, one thing, I, I love California. I love the people of California. Did, I've done a book tour there. Ben and I have done a program there. And uh, it, in the course of flying to which we saw the Phoenix Lights, as a matter of fact, from a plane uh, a couple of years ago. And I wanted to just uh, p- bring up a point. The, every, people in California are very into self-improvement and much of the things you mentioned. And I felt at home there talking about philosophy. One of the problems I have with Western spirituality and philosophy in general, is that it's very self-centered. You know, uh, create your own reality. Uh, uh, the UFO may be speaking to you, you know, and it probably is. But in my own work, uh, since the, really, especially since the late 70s, it, it's been kind of uh, obvious to me that the message of the paranormal is that we're in this together. We have to be outward-looking. Whatever happens is really meant kind of, for us, yeah, but for all of us, maybe for us as an expression of all of us, a unique expression, or as all of us as a unique expression of us. I, I don't know, however you want to put it. Uh, I just, what say you on this? I mean, is it, is it, are we all involved with this UFO inv- evolving message or, or, or phenomenon, or, or is it just, just me, you, me, and, and myself? Well, I think, I think it's a species-wide phenomenon. I don't think it necessarily plays favorites unless there's a bigger pattern that I haven't perceived yet. There could be. There's the theories that certain bloodlines are abducted generationally. Sure. Um, and they're managing bloodlines and whatever. But it, it seems to be that there's many, many different agendas going on. Many different kinds of people are abducted. Um, it seems to be involving a breeding program of some kind. Um, you know, my basic take is that is that all of the above is happening, um, which means that there are a variety of aliens visiting here, that there are man-made craft, um, that the elitists have control of the Nikola Tesla technology, as in the William Lynn uh, scenario. His book, Space Aliens from the Pentagon, basically says there are no aliens and that all the UFOs are, are elitist bankers, basically, that have developed <laughs> Nikola Tesla technology. Flying um, bankers, yeah. But there's also this psychological connection. I do think that, that there is this innate ability of a person to perceive a greater reality. And, and so where I think the West goes wrong is focusing on the, on the self, where in the East you've got to focus on yourself, but it's, it's, that's the path to the many. Exactly. From within. Yes. Um, so, so that's the real connection where we're all on the soul level. We're all in the same soul cluster or, or a, a family, like in a, a Valvalarian kind of scenario. Um, uh, so I think that's really where the West misses it. It's just that it's just the individual, and, and which is important. You can't not do the individual. We wouldn't be in individual form if that wasn't pertinent, if, if, if uh, you weren't charged with handling your own business. Um, then, well, we, then God could just come down in one big blob, 
I don't know about don't know. that. Uh, Amit Goswami, I believe, is the one who said, a physicist and mystic, who said that uh, there is no self, that the, the, the sense of self is really a sense of self-reference, and that the sense of self that we perceive in the West is an illusion. What, what say you? Well, the act of perception uh, of the self creates the awareness of consciousness. Um, I think that's, I, I would not argue with that at all. How that is in the West, I think, uh, is why we have been led down a material path. Right. Is, yeah. is to not realize that very simple observation. Um, I read a yoga book recently that talked about the, the folly of Western thought is to not recognize itself for what it is. And, and we're, we're magical spiritual beings mm-hmm. in these physical bodies. And, you know, when you see a guy roll on his side for I don't know how many miles in some type of an ecstatic state in India in honor of the god that he's appeasing or whatever you really get a different take on what materialism is. Do, do, do I need to be in the house that I'm in right now? Do I need to drive a, a car that produces the gas that in the end is going to screw everybody? Um, we really don't need to see that, or we don't need to do those things. Yet through this Western mentality, we seem to place more value on that. And I think it's because we're trying to comfort ourselves because we've lost touch with our insides. Whereas if we have touch with our insides, we don't think uh, materially in the same way. And of course you need shelter. Of course you need food. And it's, it's, it's okay to have nice things. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. Um, but if it's at the expense of yourself, then, then there's an issue. Yeah, if it's in harmony, it's, it can be good. Then the question that I always like to ask is, how did we get where we got? Which leads to the question, what is consciousness? Yeah, so what and is- what are the UFOs? So. Go ahead, Ben. You're out. You're, you're, no, you already asked the question. I'm not asking it again. Okay. <laughs> this is great. I love listening to you guys go back and forth. <laughs> which question? Which question do you want answered? All the questions. All, yeah, all twenty-five words or less. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wow. All right, well, okay. Well, well, what is con- what is the nature of consciousness and subconsciousness? Because you know we, we we run into that all the time in our own work. Okay, that's uh, that's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. In my view, consciousness is is an expression of God, if you will, for lack of a better term, of nature. Good term. Yeah. Uh, uh, trying to learn about itself. Hmm. And and um, otherwise, what what reason is there for all of us to be here? The, why would a creator who is all knowing, let's say? Why would it need to break into many different pieces if it wasn't to experience in, a, in the opposite form that it is, which it, it's probably a whole, say it's the whole universe, let's say. Well, the whole universe is the whole universe. How is it going to grow? It mm-hmm. needs experience to grow. It's a consciousness. So it must create tools to enhance its own growth. And so you get these flesh bodies that little parts of, the, of, the, of God's sake can come into to learn and in, experience in different ways, and then when those shells pass, the spirit goes back and incorporates it into the one. In the Eastern Indian tradition, I've heard it's like a giant breathing. Um, you breathe, the creator breathes out and then breathes back in, sends out souls and spirits with the exhale 
to learn and gather information and experience, and then on the inhale, that brings it back and incorporates it in. Um, that's getting kind of out there, but I think that's really what... Look, it's a fractal universe, and if God is creating, uh, um, again, for lack of a better term, creating flesh bodies for spirits to come into, these bodies are like tools for learning. And so the spirits inhabit the bodies to to learn about themselves. And then so once we're down here, we lose touch with that connection with source, and so we naturally start to create other tools externally to help us know ourselves better. I would say science is one of those tools that's really made to help us, an external tool made because we don't, it's trying to teach us about ourselves. All right, well, let's I back up a little bit. And I, and I, okay. I want to, ben wants to get in here too, but the, the, there's, I, I don't know if you're far out enough. Uh, our work indicates, and, and I have since the late 70s, I couldn't figure out, you know, I was trying to, I was working with ghost research. And none of it, none of the old theories seemed good enough. It, it didn't, they didn't seem adequate. The conclusion, again, to make a long story short, I reached uh, rather early on was that you've got to get out from under this body soul thing not not that they don't exist they do but you cannot be a whole person without both we put a lot of emphasis on the physicality of the world as a good thing as something that is intimately involved in what we are and it's not just a vessel that you throw away and go somewhere else that that's and with the multiverse awareness and the concepts that we use in our work you don't Throw away the body. You can't be your, you without your body because that's an intimate part of you. I don't even believe in death at all, not even for the body, because of the what's in our subconscious, you know, the, the multiversal lives we're living as a whole and as, as individuals and as one individual. You know, it all kind of blends together. Words just really aren't good enough to describe it either. So I don't know. I mean, are you, th- are you perhaps being too spiritual and not physical enough? Um, well... I, I would. I think maybe you misunderstood when I say maybe yeah. the body. That just kind of means I meant when your life is over and you pass on, you take that information back to the source before you come back again. Um, and so I, I don't. The physical body is the tool. It, the, we need that to learn. So yeah, I get so, you. I get you. So I'm not discarding the physical body or dis, uh, discounting it at all. Okay. Um, well, I have more tool. questions on that, but I want to give Ben a chance to get in here because we don't. Well, we don't. We don't, have, we don't okay. have much time. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll continue. Yeah. No, mine's only three <laughs> words. <laughs> okay. So ask. All right. So, with everything you've just said, would you suggest that a God or whatever, whatever it is, is always learning? I would say so. There. See? Yeah. Easy enough. Well, that's good. Well, see, we, see? we often say the same thing. See? Much of the chagrin of people who knew that I studied in the seminary for ten years, and where did you get that? You know, but I mean, we learn too. You know, and we try and grow, and we try and expand. And again, our language is a tough thing. You're a journalist too, so you know that it's it can be very tough to um, express things, you know, properly yeah. in, in any language. But in any case, we are coming up on another break with our great guest Brett Luda, and we will be right back on Behind the Paranormal with on CBS News Sky Radio with Paul and Ben Eno. A little bit broken up there. So stay with us. It's okay. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. Life's a game. Win. Call and get advice from today's top coaches that are here to help you run a business, offer legal advice, enrich your relationships, or guide you on the right career path. 
Our coaches are expert professionals in their field to help you win the game of life. Listen to Coach Me Radio, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. When I think of heaven, never mean a black winged bird. I think of flying down in New CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOLVE. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. So welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno and our fantabulous guest, Brett Luter. And we were just discussing the nature of consciousness, God, and all those wonderful things, and we're entirely off topic for the reason why we had you on the show, Brett. <laughs> well, not really. This is great. Uh, Brett, I just uh, – did you have a question? Because I, uh, Nope. You okay. Go ahead and I just question. wanted to touch on uh, one thing in the book. Uh, you, uh, The book, of course, being uh, uh, UFO Hunter's Guide. Uh, in the book, you also outline, you outline some prime UFO 
UFO hotspots around the world. How is what we've been talking about related to those particular spots, if you can give an example or two, you know, music and ley lines or whatever? Yeah, um, well, I haven't uh, studied all the hotspots. Of course, there's many, many hotspots. I could argue that the Earth is a hotspot. Oh, yeah, um, that's what we do. I live uh, a little bit outside the big city. You know, Chico's not a very big city. Um, uh, so we have pretty clear skies on almost any night. Um, take 15, 20 minutes, I can find what looks like a satellite, and a little tiny little dot moving, and then it'll start to curve. Or it'll, <laughs> it'll flare up, or it'll speed up, or it'll blip out. Um, and, you know, what is that? That's a UFO right there. There's stuff going on in the skies all the time. Now, there are other spots that I think get more reports, and that's what determines the hotspot. Um, a vortex uh, is, a, is a commonly associated with some of these hotspots, which is like a gateway to another dimension. Those are thought to be found on ley lines or at the crossing of ley lines called power points. Um, <clears throat> I've been to the Gilliland Ranch in South, uh, well, South Central Washington State. Oh, yeah. Heard about and, that. And um, James says that there's a vortex above the ranch and that the ETs, in a when James was in a trance state, the ETs communicated with him and said, you know, like in the uh, uh, Kevin, uh, or uh, whatever, the Field of Dreams movie, um, where they said, you build it and they will come. Dylan said that's kind of what they told him. So he built this ranch as a sanctuary, like for people to come and experience and I went up there uh, in the summer of 2006 in preparation for an article that I wound up writing for UFO Magazine. Uh, and the first afternoon I was there, I sat with two retired uh, Hanford nuclear site employee, employees that had these really cool binoculars. And we were watching this. I don't know what it was. Who knows if it was some kind of a speck right in front of the of the binoculars or if it was really this like what looked like a giant mothership that was vibrating colors it was loosely rectangular in shape and i would describe it to describe it similarly to how you would see gasoline if you look at it from an angle and you see the the colors kind of all moving around maybe if there's a little breeze or something does that make sense yeah. kind of multicolored well it was vibrating all these colors and you know i'm there for like an hour and i'm seeing this so and that was that was what looked like it was over by Mount Adams, which is about 13 miles away, and that's a, a, a dormant volcano. Mm -hmm. uh, overnight, I saw several more. I wound up going back a month and a half later for James's first ever expo, um, where I met Wendell Stevens and Neil Freer and Sonia Kalkar and uh, several other great speakers. Um, and I was there for four nights, and each night. I would stop counting at 10. That's how much activity there was. It was like they were just coming out of the woodwork just for, the, for this uh, exposition. And um, everyone kept saying there was going to be a landing, and, you know, they're not going to land. And I have, I have pretty good theories on why they're not going to land, and that's because we don't really know each other, and we're, we're running around killing each other and destroying ourselves, and really our society is absurd. So <laughs> once they initially tried maybe in the 40s or 50s and got shunned, why would they bother to land again? There's too much crap down here. Yeah, Stan um, Friedman says that. Essentially. I agree. Yeah. I didn't hear him say that, but I think that's an astute comment because our society really is absurd, the way what we hold dear as opposed to what really is the issues. 
And, well, we're uh, we're kind of stuck trying to trying to feed 314 million people, well, so you kind of get that, bogged down in practicality. I'm sorry. Uh, who, Good. Who was it that said? Um, it's like, why would they even want to see us anyway? I mean, we're basically just a bunch of warring tribes. Like, That's Stan Friedman. That Stan well, the only thing is, uh, there are, and we don't have time to get into this now, but you know, what are their standards? What is what is their is their consciousness like? Certainly, it's united with ours in a way, but. Uh, what are their? Can we use our human judgment and human logic to apply motives to them? They may be so different. And who are they? What are they? Are, are they from other planets? Are they from other dimensions? Are they time travelers? That's one of the big things with the Rendlesham case. Is there, there's a faction that says that these are time travelers and they're trying to do stuff. That's hence the DNA work. And um, or are there motives beyond anything we can understand? My, this is my take, and I've, I'm only studying one case. I have one case in my illustrious career. Uh, and I'd like to hear about that Sasquatch thing. Yes, and this is in a nutshell, because I know we don't have much time. I, I met Kiwani Lapsaritis in 2007 at the Bay Area UFO Expo. We did a, an excellent interview for my uh, second DVD set, The Esoteric Guide to the Bay Area UFO Expo. Uh, and after the interview... He said that his guides, his Sasquatch guides, like ascended masters, told him that I was invited up to the house in Washington to. Brett, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to stop because I want to give you a chance to talk about your book and okay. your website and where people can get. But we're definitely going to have you back to continue this. So please go okay, right ahead. Wonderful. Okay, uh, my book is called The UFO Hunter's Guide, and um, it's basically for for anybody who's interested in the subject. I think it's uh, maybe more beneficial on a wider scale for a beginner or an intermediate person. Um, but even an advanced person, it's small enough to carry out into the field and you get a wide variety of information. Um, I've got tips uh, from the pros themselves on interviews, how to collect uh, uh, information, how to do archival uh, research, how to use uh, different kinds of equipment, how to study different mapping programs. All this kind of stuff is in there. And, uh, you know, I myself had been totally confused by the whole UFO phenomenon, the whole field, and when I kind of summarized it all up the way I thought it should should be done, I'm, I think I just got kind of lucky, and people kind of like how I did it. It's a little different. Well, I sure do, and as I say, I'm a former book editor, so I, I you know, compliments from me are few and far between, but the, it's, it's a great book. I really recommend it. Thank well, Brett, so thank you for a great conversation. We were all over the map, but hey, it was good, yes. and we're definitely going to have you back. So Indeed. thank you again, and we'll be in touch off the air. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Okay. All right, so many thanks to our producer, Brandon Jackson, and we will see you right here next week, November 11th, when my dad and I will welcome ghost researcher John Tobin for a rare uh, appearance on the show by the head of a ghost hunting group. And the reason? John's approach has some unique aspects. Yes, it's really not a ghost hunting group. Uh, I, I, it, it's um, a sort of a group that, uh, well, you'll see. Just that hunts listen ghosts. To the show. It's, it's just an unusual unusual thing. All right, so in the meantime, tune into our Boston Province Drive Time show on WOON 1240 AM and com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. Don't forget about all the free podcasts you can get. We have over 400 at our show website, www.behindtheparanormal.com. And we'll leave you this evening with a thought from the American poet, author, and teacher, Stephen Levine, or Levine. Quote, if you were going to die soon and had only one phone call you could make, who would you call and what would you say? And why are you waiting? Unquote. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you next time.